Uh, welcome back to Why Haven't You Watched That? And spooky month is over, I'm sorry to say. And we're now back to the regular thing of it being movies Lita hasn't seen and I have. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more comfortable now. <laughs> You're like back in your element. <laughs> yeah, I'm like back in the swing of things. Uh, we also have a guest again today, uh, my friend Rose Esposito. Hello. Yeah, she uh, is okay if I say what you do. Oh, did sure. All right. Well, she she is an archivist at uh, the Paley Center. Very fancy. It's a t museum of television. Yes. And used to be radio, but it's 2018, so <laughs> not so much anymore. Yeah, that's really awesome. It's, it that. can be fun. We do a lot of weird and interesting things. That's so cool. Yeah. Rose also winds up creeping on premieres in New York a lot. Yes, that is also <laughs> true. It's an art form. You just have to have no life and good, you know, time management skills, and then there you are. <laughs> it's fun. We're doing Inception today. Yay! Which, another movie that was very popular on Tumblr that Lita <laughs> hadn't seen, and with another yeah. one of my old Tumblr friends. So we're doing a repeat of the Social Network episode, basically. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah so with this, actually, I did try to watch this, uh, you know, when it came out to DVD, and I remember... We started the movie because we'd rented it, but it was New Year's Eve, so we watched the ball drop, and we started the movie after that, so after midnight, and it was in my phase of, like, not having an attention span and taking depression naps, and it was after midnight, so I just immediately fell asleep, and I remember waking up when the van was hitting the water, and that's all I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like the end of the movie, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of fitting of a time to wake up. Exactly. That's kind of what oh, the movie's yeah. positing. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, that's a rough movie to start after midnight. I would oh, yeah. not. I started yeah. at like seven PM yesterday. I'm very Yeah. Old. We started at like five because it's so dark here now at like four thirty. So Oh man. And I'm gonna level the audience. I did not rewatch the movie for the podcast. But <laughs> I've seen it an, a, a fair a, a lot of times. I last watched it a couple months ago, so I think I'll be fine to discuss it. <laughs> I believe in you. Thank you. No one does, but thank you. <laughs> That's not true. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm Jackie. And I'm Lita. And this is Why Haven't You Watched That? Time to get into the meat of it. I say that every time. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> you, do you know how many times I've said the thing is on this podcast? I can probably... <laughs> we'll make a compilation of it. <laughs> we'll keep a compilation table, like, all the times I said the thing is. <laughs> but, yeah, what, what were your impressions of this before you saw the movie? Impressions that it was, like, a pretentious Nolan movie that... <laughs> I didn't really feel like sitting through, and the... Is there any other kind of Nolan movie? <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> and I like them, so that, that tallies, yeah. <laughs> also, the... The wah from the trailers. <laughs> yeah, like the that's... iconic burn. <laughs> Which isn't even in the movie, it's just from the trailer, I believe, right? No, the... there were berms in the movie. Was I'm there? pretty sure. The score is less oppressive than you would think yeah, yeah. Like the score is it, really lovely actually Hans Zimmer once again knows what he's doing <laughs> I love this score it although it lost the Oscar to the social network so it kind of all ties into stuff you've done oh hmm. yeah that was the same year I forgot that 
Oh, yes. Quite a year. Yeah, I remember there was a whole thing about, like, the screenwriting award, but not for the, the Oscars, but for uh, the Writers Guild Awards. There was a big hullabaloo about that, I remember. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. It was something, because I've... Did the Social Network win the WGA award? I don't remember. I know Aaron Sorkin won the Oscar, but I don't remember about the WGA. That was a whole, yeah, flap there. Because uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember people complaining on Tumblr that the script <laughs> for Inception didn't deserve any awards. And it I is. I agree. I mean, something I will say, Nolan, yes, he's very pretentious. His movies are very, like, nebulous and, like, cerebral in kind of a confusing and off-putting way sometimes. But they are all very, very original things. And it's refreshing, especially now in an age where everything is, like, a remake or a sequel or something like that, to go back and look at something like, yeah, this is a completely original thing no one's ever done before. It's it's a great story. That, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's I, the story is fantastic, but upon rewatching it, holy crap, there's a lot of exposition. There is there's characters so much. just saying just these pages of dialogue of like this is how this works at this level and blah blah blah. I was like, wow, how did I not notice this the first time? And the thing is, the only way, the only reason it even works at all is because it's just such an interesting idea. You're you're sucked. Yeah. You want to know like how it all works. You're kind of sucked in. Yeah. But upon once you get it, you're like, God, people are just saying stuff. <laughs> just a lot of big words. That's how I felt when I was just watching the news, Sabrina. Like people are just <laughs> talking and expositing, and you're like, I could probably gather this from what's going on. <laughs> At the same time, I just recently watched um, the Black Coat's Daughter, which I think that nice. I had ragged on last time too, and they barely say anything in that movie. And when I was looking up stuff afterwards, everyone was so confused about what happened, and I was like, "Oh, so you are the people that yeah. these directors make and writers make the script for, where everything is just exposition and really spelled out for you." Yeah, I think it's really the executives who kind of come in, and we're like, "Hey, listen, people are really fucking stupid, and they're not going to get it. Yeah. Can you please include more exposition?" And it's That's like, it. oh man, they're ruining the art, but also they have a point. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I think that happened to Hereditary. There's a scene at the end that's very, like, explanatory, and I think that was a test screening thing that they threw in later on. Like, oh, people yeah. don't understand this mythology. Let's explain it. I was like, no, please Ugh. don't. God. Which is so funny because there's still all of those mo uh, videos on YouTube that are like, Hereditary ending explained. Sabrina ending explained. Um, the social network ending explained, and it's like, network. dude, it's like, do you really need it to be explained to you? No. <laughs> like, if, like, what is there to be explained? It if tells somebody you. didn't understand the end of the social network, I can't help you, dude. You're just, yeah, you're a Come lost on. cause. I'm sorry. Were you just asleep yeah. the whole time, man? Come on. <laughs> it's a long movie, but you know. Yeah. So Inception. Yeah. <laughs> we already did we already get on a tangent <laughs> a little bit i think that it's a little bit related i That's mean fine. yes yeah there, no, we're fine. don't we're worry good. about the tangents rose it's fine <laughs> there was quite a bit of um exposition but i think that on a first watch you definitely don't notice it as much because i noticed it a little bit but not as much i'm sure as i would if i watched it again mm -hmm. yeah because you don't know what's going on so you do need to have it explained to you and i feel like they handled it in a way that felt organic to the story and yeah. because this is the whole thing with exposition you have to i think i brought this up last time too you have to introduce in a way where either one of the characters or all the characters really don't know what's going on and they need mm -hmm. to have explained which is of course the purpose of ellen page yeah ellen page i i, I know what the character's name is i'm worried about mispronouncing it ariadne 
That's yes. that's an acceptable pronunciation. A very yeah. subtle name, by the way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of subtle yeah. names in this movie, like Mal. Yeah, what, what <laughs> that's could a that little, That's a little on the nose. <laughs> like, oh yeah, she's bad in your subconscious? Okay. <laughs> well done there, cool. Chris. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, Ariadne is our sort of audience surrogate, you could say, because she's she needs to be let into it and she has the great wait we're dreaming scene so yes that does help and then everyone just tells her stuff for like two hours <laughs> yeah it's like this is how this this and this works and this and us <laughs> but in true uh keeping it real to the real world fashion she's the only one that ends up getting them to collect their shit mm-hmm. and get things done because she's the only woman <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. She's the only one who's like, listen, you guys are all don't know what's going on. No one knows what to do about anything, it seems. I'm going to have to take control of this situation. Cobb, you're a dumbass. Why haven't you told anyone about this? You're putting yeah. everyone in danger, blah, blah, blah. It's like, she's the only character who's like, right. <laughs> in the she does save movie. the day. I kind of forgot that. And then upon rewatching, I'm like, oh, no, she's the one who actually, in the third act, gets it in motion, which is, which is kind of nice. I'm into that. Yeah. I think uh, one of the things that interests me the most about uh, the concept behind this movie is the idea of dream levels. Yeah. I yeah. certainly, I mean, I don't think this is based on any kind of dream science at all, this movie, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I highly doubt it. I think Nolan just made it all up, which, you know, fair enough. But, like, the idea that, like, the further down you go, the more time passes, but it's not the same amount of time as, like, the other levels... Because I've woken up from dreams. I've had the dreams where you wake up and you're like, oh, that was a dream. And then you wake up again. It's like, oh, that was a dream, apparently. Yeah. I don't know if I've had those. I've definitely, I mean, I've, I think we've all experienced the, like, you think you fell asleep for an hour, but it was five minutes type of thing. Oh, yeah. Although mm-hmm. this movie is very literal about an hour equals five minutes, which is yeah. fine. But, yeah, the levels, man, I don't know. And could you get trapped in your own head? That's that's quite a uh, a prospect to throw out there. Yeah, I feel like that's what I worry about with, like, comas. Like, mm. if I were to ever go into a coma, would you just be like, would, is it just a continuous dream? Do you have any sort of brain function at just, like, a super deep level or, you know? I'm not sure. Uh, kind of scary. I just remember reading, <laughs> I don't know if either of you ever read these books. They were, like, books about a, a clone, and they all the clones were named, like, Amy. And, like, there's one of the books where... Uh, she's in a coma and she keeps dreaming the entire time. That's like my only frame of reference for that sort of thing. Sounds that sounds really familiar. Yeah, I feel like was that a YA thing that the yeah cool it was the adult novel back in like the early two thousands. Ah yes, the glory days of <laughs> YA novels. <laughs> I'm still waiting for an ugliest book. Oh yeah, I think I read. Or I mean, not book movie. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah I was about to say wait what? <laughs> already books, Lita. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. I think I read the first one of those. I don't think I read any of them. I'm uncool. I think only the first or second ones were actually any good, so you're fine. <laughs> Sadly, that's often the case. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I I liked the elements of the dreams in this. I feel like there could have been a little bit more to make it seem... Like, I know why there wasn't, because they're trying to make it seem like the person's reality, so it's, like, not as dreamlike as your actual dreams in real life would be, but um, I feel like there there should have just been some other stuff in the background, um, like, making it feel more dreamy. I don't know. Yeah, they were yeah. pretty realistic dreams. There weren't, like, you know, fish people or anything. It was 
pretty yeah. grounded. I mean, dream, yeah. like, well, like they say in the movie, dreams feel real when you're in them as well. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have to put yourself in the situation of like, oh, they're in the dream, so you can't really say yeah. and how then, you like, feel about it from the outside. It's kind of interesting to think about how you would possibly convey that something is dreamlike while still keeping it realistic enough and having yeah. it convey to the audience. That's I don't an know extreme how you would do nitpick. that. Besides, <laughs> like, uh, because, uh, as usual, Nolan uses uh, practical effects as much as he can, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm sure, Elite, I'm probably, I'm sure you probably heard about how like a lot of this practical effects in this movie, like the scene where like everything is exploding outside mm-hmm. the cafe, practical effects, all that stuff. So it's the, another thing to appreciate about scene. Nolan, even if there is stuff to criticize about him. That is something I really appreciate because it all looks so much better than it would yeah. CGI. And the scene where like every like Joseph Gordon Lovett is like climbing up the walls and stuff, yeah. like they were like flipping the yeah. set around and all that stuff. It just looks so much better. And he did most of those stunts, from what I understand, to his mm-hmm. credit. Good, which on is you. really awesome. Good on you, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Yeah, that, I feel like that's the most iconic scene that I, like, I don't know. There's a lot of iconic scenes in this. There are. And for good reason. Mm-hmm. So speaking of things to criticize about Christopher Nolan, man oh man does he enjoy fridging. Oh, yeah. Can oh, we yeah. get into <laughs> Yes. This is another one where I'm like, dude. I mean, he's, he's like, later- obsessed with it. Didn't he say in, like, an interview once that he does all the time because he thinks about how, like, if his wife died, it would just destroy him, and so that's why he keeps including it in his movies? <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> he said something kind of frustrating like that. It's like, dude. I mean, it yeah. doesn't happen in Dunkirk. There's that. Yay! Because yeah. there's no women in that movie, probably, right? Uh, <laughs> yes, that would be correct. <laughs> I mean, there's a few he skips, but it did. he was, like, on a streak there for a while that was like, dude, are you kidding? So the, uh... Yeah. The gradual reveal that Mal is in fact dead. It, yeah, looking at that movie from a distance, it's her. Her position as sort of the villain is it's a lot mm-hmm. to untangle there. But uh, yeah, there is. It, it's a very nuanced situation. I feel like, I mean, I know it is like a problem with his movies, but I feel like in this one it works because it really like drives home the theme of like a dream versus reality and how you how can you tell the difference? And it's a good twist too. I think when you first see yeah. it and you don't know what's going on, it's like, and it's very, it's very sad and tragic. And she does it. The fact that there's such a stark difference between dream Mal and the Mal that was real, I think is really interesting, especially at the end where he is like, I can never dream up you and all of your complexities and all of your flaws and you as a person. Like you're, you're, it's never going to be the same as the real you. Like I can't do it. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice touch as well. I did too. Ultimately, it's it, it's a cool way of doing sort of a villain in a non-obvious way, but just when you put it next to his other films, it's like, oh, dude, everyone's wife's got to yeah. get blown up. In the hall of his entire work, it's kind of, ugh. Yeah. I hesitate to say the word problematic just because that Ugh. word is just, like, so God. abused. But, like... I've made it my life's mission to get people not to say that. <laughs> I just make weird noises when people say it. I'm hoping to, like, Pavlov them out of doing yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we all got, like, burned so bad by the wife-fip culture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for I've sure. I've never heard it called that, and I I do enjoy it. <laughs> well, since you bring up that shameful, wonderful place that we all love, speaking of Tumblr... Arthur and Eames do a hell of a lot of flirting in this movie. Holy crap. 
this is my whole thing because I didn't see I saw the movie a little bit after the Arthur Eames thing like was a thing on Tumblr and I went in expecting it to be like the best ship. These two <laughs> barely interact in this movie. <laughs> The times they do, yes, they're a little flirty, but, like, I was expecting some big thing for me to latch on to. I couldn't get into it all. I didn't understand it. I never read any Inception fanfiction or anything, so... (laughs) I didn't even know it was a thing. Oh, it was a thing. Oh, lord. I definitely, like... (laughs) I think that it's just because, like, everyone really likes pairing Tom Hardy in, like, gay ships. Yes, that's amazing. I think Tom Hardy likes doing it too, probably. Yeah, frankly, I think so. Maybe. I I, well, I saw it like opening weekend, of course, because I have no life, and I, <laughs> it wasn't a thing yet, so I didn't really notice it because I was so absorbed in the story. But then, as it upon subsequent rewatches, I was like, oh yeah, wow, I get where people are coming from because there there's banter there, there's implied backstory. It's that yeah. kind of there's just enough for people yeah. to jump off of and be like, I'm gonna make up all this backstory because we don't have a lot yeah. of information and. Oh, and then there was the weird thing when he's like, oh, go ahead and give me a kiss uh, with Ellen Page. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, they're still looking. He's like, oh, worth a shot. And then they never, <laughs> nothing about it is addressed ever again. Yeah, it's like, well, like, that happened, I guess. All right. It's we'll kind of on. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was very interesting. I just love Ellen Page. Uh, like, I think great. that I completely didn't look at it any potential banter between anyone else because I was just like, ah, I love Ellen Page. <laughs> she is wonderful. And I, I mean, it's nice that she is our, basically our female lead and she's not like, which guy am I going to hook up with? She's just so focused on this architecture and this mission and it's not just about like, who am I going to pair off with? So yeah. that I always find yeah. refreshing. I did, um, I did appreciate, I think that the the mall stuff didn't bother me as much, even though I do have in my notes, like, come on, Leo, leave your man pain behind. Like, there's always <laughs> got to be the guy that's got the man pain. But I think that it makes him almost the villain, because he's just continuously self-sabotaging. Exactly. Because yeah. of what he has in his subconscious, and he knows that it's not really her. So, like, I think that because of all the nuance there, it's not as bad as it would be if it was just you know, there's spies in the real world, there's no dream layer to it, and his ex is, like, a murderous villain, and he kills her or something. So it's, like, it's definitely different. But he, like, basically kind of gaslights her to get to that point. So that's not great. Yeah, it's... there. There is a lot of nuance and complexity to it. Yeah. But I did like that, you know, Ariadne basically saves the day, and she's kind of taken under... Cobb's wing, but it's not like a weird, like, oh, you're so young and I'm your mentor <laughs> yeah. kind of relationship. Yeah, that I, I do appreciate. He treats her as an equal, even if she is, like, new to it. They all yeah. do. Nobody treats her like she's just some dumb little girl that needs to be taught how things work, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, you've never done this, so we gotta show you, but you're, like, really smart and capable, so have at it. She yeah. learns fast. She does that maze and, like, two minutes yeah yeah that was the circular maze that she makes i'm like i don't think that i could have drawn that in two minutes i don't know because she spends like a little while just making that giant outer circumference of it (laughs) although the amazon trivia did note to me that actually that maze doesn't work and there's only two dead ends (laughs) the amazon trivia gives you goofs so it was like dragging the movie the whole time was like this part is stupid too i'm like (laughs) Really? <laughs> I thought that was a little like, man. mean, but you know, whatever. Fucking... <laughs> I Somebody at Amazon really hates Inception. <laughs> I, they're just like, by the way, 
does make any sense. I never tried <laughs> to do that maze, so I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that someone froze the frame and printed it out and then tried oh, to do it definitely. themselves. But... Some nerds like, actually, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I actually yeah. remember once freezing it and like I almost started doing the maze and I was like, what am I doing? And <laughs> I just continued watching. Yeah, like it really doesn't matter, guys. Like that's the sort of thing that they give to the prop guy and he's like, okay, so like no one's going to look at this, right? I'm going to make it look good enough, but it doesn't have to be perfect because like I don't want to waste any more of the studio's money making this maze look perfect and unsolvable because I'm not like an expert puzzle master, you know? I'm the prop guy. I have other shit to do. Yeah. Yeah, on this movie a lot. That uh, cinema sins kind of criticism, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna nitpick every single stupid fucking thing in the world, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see true pedantic commentary? Read the goofs on IMDb. Some of them are so funny uh, and like. Oh yeah. Well, remember when there were message boards on IMDb? Oh god. Oh god, yes. I yeah, do. I used to go on them. I don't think that I like posted on them, but I read them. Same. Yeah. And then they I'm were, just like, oh god, everyone's dumb. They were a lot of fun. <laughs> Basically yeah. just, you know, when this, this she gets naked at 28 minutes and 10 seconds. Oh, good. <laughs> but thank God we've still got Reddit for that. So, you know. There's yeah. <laughs> Honestly, everyone shits on Reddit. But as, as long as you're in certain subreddits, like for me, for example, <laughs> I'm in like the Sum Sum subreddit and the Planet <laughs> Coaster Reddit. And like they're very innocent <laughs> and like positive. There's <laughs> a Planet Coaster Reddit. <laughs> There is a subreddit for literally everything. This is true. Literally I never everything. go on Reddit, so yeah, I'm too like cool and like. <laughs> oh, okay, Jackie. All right. I got other things to do, you know. <laughs> Sorry that I want to make my roller coasters look better, and I'm asking people for help on it. Okay. I was looking for baking recipes the other day, so you know. Yeah. It's I good wanted for some advice too. about lemons. Sometimes oh, don't eat them if you're me. That's. A- <laughs> Step number one, I will write that down. <laughs> if you're leading I'm allergic to them. Yeah. Oh, no. Well. Yeah, it sucks. I hate, I, I really like lemons. It sucks. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know how to bring lemons back around to <laughs> so, um, Inception. With lemons, you can make lemonade, and would you say that, I don't know, <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, a situation where one of the characters, like, turned a bad situation to a good one this movie, but I can't think of anything. Perhaps someone uses the lemon as a totem. Can we talk about the totems? Yeah, the totems. Ah, yes. Do we yes. do we ever see Ariadne's totem? I don't actually know. I might have missed it. She, uh, she hid it from him. Yeah, she showed it for like a brief second, I think, but I forget what it was. It's a chess piece. I don't yes. know what okay. piece because I don't know how to play chess. But she I carved the side of it to make it like weighted. Yeah, so she makes it like uh, uh, Arthur's loaded die, I think. Yeah. And then he says, let me see it. She goes, ah, because no one else can touch it. Although we never see her use it to determine whether she is in fact in a dream or not, suggesting that she always knows. Whereas Cobb's like, I don't know where I am. (laughs) It was a bishop. Yeah, speaking of the totems, uh, there was that whole, like, obviously with the ending, with the top spinning, and it's like, oh, is he still dreaming or not? Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then someone pointed out, it's like, oh, this isn't really Cobb's totem, though, because he took it from Mal. Right. And so his totem is really his wedding ring, because in his dreams he's wearing it, and then in reality he is not wearing his wedding ring. Oh, yeah. That's what I was gonna ask, because I was like, how does his totem even work for him? Because it's not even his, it's hers. Yeah, so I... So it shouldn't work, because because nobody else can know it, like, how it operates, so... 
It yeah. shouldn't work as a... Uh, so, is that trying to say that it is a dream at the end or not a dream at the end? I think at the end, I think the point is supposed to be that he's not thinking about whether it's a dream or not anymore. Yeah. And the fact that he sees his children's faces and... Because people are like, oh no, his kids look the same. But actually, they, they use different actors for the did end they? than they did for the earlier scenes. Like, this, they use slightly older actors than the kids in the earlier oh. scenes. And I did not tricky. notice that. Kids are interchangeable and, to me. Under same. the age of, like, 13. <laughs> I absolutely did notice that. They did use different actors. And I think, it, at the end, it does look like it's about to topple over. It does um, wobble. It does. Yeah. The sound design is very specific, so... Remember, we were all sitting there, like leaning forward, like so yeah. Oh god, I remember in the theater watching that, and like everyone was like on the edge of their seats during that, and then the screen cut to black. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I was like, oh. I was just positive those kids were gonna have monster faces or just like blank, scary, nothing yeah. faces. So I was like, oh, oh don't turn around. So oh, like that one episode of Doctor Who. Yes, yes. Oh yeah. It was just I was so stressed out. So once we finally saw them, I was like. Is that our cliffhanger? <laughs> but, uh, well, it says something good if, if you went, oh no, it's over after two and a half hours of a movie. <laughs> yeah, that is good. A long-ass movie. Again, yeah. it's Christopher Nolan. What do, you, what do you guys think about the pacing of this movie? Like, does it did it feel like it went by pretty fast when you saw it later, or did it seem to drag on? Um, I can't really comment on the passage of time at, <laughs> at all lately. <laughs> Just in, in any sort of <laughs> because first of all this year has seemingly been the longest year ever but also yeah. has gone by so quickly mm-hmm. because i'm in a new state and everything so it's just like weird the way the time has been passing for me and also um daylight savings just happened mm. and so now it gets dark really really early here and we made dinner really early yesterday and started eating like, as it was getting dark, and we put the movie on, and we're like, oh, the movie's over, it must be, like, 10, and it was 7.15, <laughs> so, yeah, I I feel like it went by at a good clip, I didn't feel like, ugh. Like, you weren't, like, looking at your watch, like, oh, is this over yet? This is going on <laughs> No. Forever. Okay, that's And funny. I knew, like, when the climax was, and, like, the separations of the acts, like, I don't like when you watch a movie and you can't tell where the third act has begun yeah. and like if you're about to get to the climax or like, not. Like another Tom Hardy movie that came out recently, Venom, which does not have a second <laughs> act. <laughs> that does not that have movie a traditional was... structure in any no. way. It was a fucking fever dream, but honestly it was delightful. It we was. had so it was much a lot fun. Of fun that movie. Oh my I god. It was myself. horrible, but it was fun. Yeah. And that's all I the asked. pacing <laughs> The pacing of that movie, they all talked so fucking fast, the editing was insane. Like, nobody takes a breath ever when they speak. It was crazy. And also, but, like, everyone in that movie was, like, in a different movie. It feels like. Yeah. That's how I thought of it. It's. Yeah. Well, this Inception is kind of the movie that put Tom Hardy on the American cinema oh, yeah, scene. Definitely. Which is this fun. This is what. This was his first. Uh, this was the first feature he was in that was like a big hit in America I think that pretty was much like, he did yeah. he did some good British stuff before this but uh nothing that really what, made a was, splash was Bronson before or after this I always forget I uh, think before it was after. that was 08 oh okay all right and he's fantastic in that I watched that after Inception and that's when I was like whoa who is this you pay attention <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess that's why I thought it was after, because nobody watched it until after Inception. Yeah, no, I mean, nobody knows who that dude is, the real guy is, and I mean, you know, that movie is not particularly palatable to American audiences, but <laughs> then we discovered him. I think he'd already been a uh, White Heathcliff by this point. Yes. My god, White Heathcliffs are such a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> white Heathcliffs need to stop. White Heathcliffs are cancelled. He's not white in the books. That. I'm sorry. Everyone, I'm sorry if this is shattering all your illusions. <laughs> Heathcliff in Wuthering Heights is a black man, okay? Or he's mixed or something, but he's not white. Yeah, I've I've never read that book, but I saw a trailer for, I think, the Caius Scutellario one, and they actually cast him properly in that one, I'm pretty sure. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting, because I just hadn't read it and never really thought about it, yeah. you know? That but. that version, sadly, is, the acting is not what I'd hoped, but it's, mm. it looks so gorgeous that you, yeah. I total recommend just for the Moors and the Britishness of it all. But uh, Kaya is so beautiful, but I just feel like she has a very specific thing that she's really good at, <laughs> that's, and that's, the rest of it, you're kind of like, oh. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, our our good old Tom Hardy is he is quite good as Heathcliff, but I'm like, are we done with this, please, God, society? Yeah, can we be done with this? Like, like it's 2018, no more white Heathcliff. I think that was a miniseries. Wasn't he in something else recently where he was cast, um, in the wrong race, basically? I think that showed taboo that he produces, yes. like the character yep. is possibly mixed or something. I've seen like. 10 minutes also, of it. Also, I guess Bane, yeah. technically, too. Oh, yeah, Dark that was Knight a whole... Rises. Yeah, because Bane is traditionally a Latino. Yes, mm. yes, that is true. I I still like that performance. That's kind of a divisive thing, I know, because of the voice and everything, but I One can't of the, help it. the few, like, entertaining things about that movie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but we'll get... If, if we ever watch The Dark Knight Rises on this, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> I've that still episode. only seen half of it, because everyone was like, Never mind. We don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> I mean, can't blame him. Uh, yeah. But he was, uh, for what little he was in this movie, he was good. And he did have, he, one thing about Tom Hardy is he does tend to have good chemistry with, like, pretty much everybody. That's true. Yeah. That is very true. Which even, is always you know, a good quality in an actor. Symbiotes like. from outer space, apparently. Yeah, yeah, even people who aren't there and are just disembodied voices, you know, he has good chemistry. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy that. Which is funny because he doesn't really get along with people in real life that much, apparently. That's the rumor. Um, just dogs, apparently. Yeah. Kind of so His he's dog Will is Graham. adorable. He's Will Graham from uh, NBC's Hannibal. Is that what oh, you're yeah. saying? <laughs> Ugh, R.I.P. Hannibal. God, I'm still mad about that. R.I.P. Brian Fuller's rendition of uh, American Gods, too, because yeah. he also left that. That's kind of his thing, isn't it? I hate to admit yeah. it, but... Uh, it, it really is. There's a bit of a trend yeah. going on. There was the Star Trek thing, there was, you know... Which something that just bothers me so much, because him and Tom Hardy supposedly being hard to work with, all of these men that do shit like that, and they have these reputations, yet they just continue to get work, and like people just throw money at them. <laughs> and if a woman did the same kind of thing, she would not have the same kind of second chances, and I hate that. Yeah, like, it's it's bullshit. It's such bullshit. Don't get me started on my 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 ten minute Catherine Heigl rant and about how she was oh, totally yes. shittily treated for oh, no yeah. reason. Yeah, and, oh, did, wasn't that all started because of like? knocked up or something too she yeah she said something about how it was like kind of sexist she said like something very benign and everyone yeah, freaked out that. about that and then and it was she wasn't wrong <laughs> like, <laughs> who the fuck 
would keep Jonah Hill's baby from a one night stand. I'm sorry. <laughs> no one Rogen. would do that. Seth Rogen, Jonah whatever, Hill's the, the same friend. person. <laughs> Especially when you find out, you know, he's like a stoner loser, you know? It's yeah. like, come on. Like, just, he was a loser on, like, every level. I don't know. That movie was not, like, as horrible as I expected it to be, but, like, did we need the crowning scene? (laughs) Fucking no. I literally never, ever... Listen. Listen to me. Okay. (laughs) Car accidents are banned from everything that's not an action movie from now on. And also, childbirth is banned from literally all media. I don't want to see that shit just say, oh, the lady's gone in the, the hospital... And now she comes out with a baby. You can imagine what's gone on. I do not need to see a woman screaming and sweating and crying and roaring as a baby crawls its way outside of her. Like, we don't need it. We know what happens. It's not necessary. And I just always remember my mom's voice at, like, every scene that we've watched like that, being like, it's not that bad. <laughs> I always have <laughs> Like it, it's like it sucks, but it's not like all this, you know. I'm gonna take it issue just... with crawls its way out. Are you thinking of Alien? <laughs> I think you may be thinking of that or the infamous scene in Prometheus. My God, that will never leave my brain. Oh no, I didn't watch Prometheus. Oh, it's but... it's fun. That that's a fun ride. You should you should you should do that for yeah. one of your uh, thingies. Burst its way out, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, but no, I mean like it's yeah, it's gross, but like it's I feel like it's. On one hand, I'm like, gross, and I don't want to look at that because I'm not ever going to go through that, so I don't need to know. And also, on the other hand, I'm like, gross, but it's also not that gross. Like, I think that it's just men being terrified of women in childbirth and, like, their ability to create life. (laughs) Children of Men has a fairly explicit scene of that nature, doesn't it? As I recall. Yeah. I mean, like, spoilers, I guess, for Children of Men. It actually didn't go over the top with it, I felt like. That... Yeah, we actually did talk about that when we when we covered it. Yes, I was I, like, this is actually one of the more... It's very dimly lit and kind of, you know, because they're in a bunker yeah. or whatever. I haven't seen that movie in years. It's brilliant, but I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they, they gave, like, their right amount of... Um, and, like, she was not even in a hospital with proper care, and I feel like it wasn't as over-exaggerated yeah. as some of the scenes in movies that it, it has no place in. Like, one of the Hulk movies has a birth scene at the beginning of it. Really? Why? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Which one? Yeah. It was the... the... bad one? Uh, that does narrow it down. The, so er- the Eric Bono one. Ah, uh, yeah, I've seen yeah. that exactly once. It's like right at the beginning. It, it's just very out of yep. place. Um, I definitely not... forgot that. <laughs> All right, something I want to talk about, though, is... Uh, yes. Rose, I don't know if you've heard about this, and Lita, mm. you may have heard about it, too, I don't know, but uh, the idea that, like, Inception, in some ways, is kind of like a metaphor for making a movie how, like, uh, Cobb is the director, uh, Ariadne is the screenwriter, uh... Production designer. Production designer. Again, um, I got this from the Amazon trivia, so, um, <laughs> so I yeah, know and, I didn't uh, think of it independently, but anyway, continue. Um, and everyone else is, like, their own role, like, Tom Hardy's character is the actor, yeah. and all that stuff, and I feel like that, I feel like that's kind of a cool way to look at this, too, especially because dreams are also kind of, like, a whole production in our own minds. Yeah, I hadn't heard that before, but I think that's kind of a cool, extremely even more pretentious, but a really cool take on it. <laughs> I, I didn't think of it that way until literally last night when it popped up on my screen, but but I like it. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah. that like ages ago, someone positing that, and it makes a lot of sense, honestly. It does. Like the, having a financial backer. Yeah, uh, the producer the, and the, you know, the... the... I think it said, like, Saito is the studio or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of and uh, the chemist and... is the, 
like the props master or something or the I don't remember but <laughs> I like the analogy I think it works yeah I think it does it's also cool that like um this was like Nolan's like dream project for years and basically he did Batman so he could do this <laughs> like yes. he was like Hollywood needs to trust me so I'm gonna do these Batman movies so I can make what I actually want to make <laughs> And then The Dark Knight wound up being one of the most, like, even more than Inception, it's considered a classic, I think, mm -hmm. by other people. I know, I remember from our episode, The Dark Knight, Lita wasn't too impressed by it. Yeah, I definitely liked this better than The Dark Knight, honestly. And maybe it's because it wasn't built up so much in my mind. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah, that is interesting, though, the fact that, like, The Dark Knight is built up so much more than Inception. I agree. Like, I enjoy The Dark Knight. I really like it. But I do think Inception, as, like, a piece of art and a piece of film and cinema, is loads better. E even if purely because it's a completely original idea and it's a thing in its own right, as opposed to, like, yeah. an offshoot of something else. That's yeah. what I was going to say. It's really nice that this is actually, as far as I know, a completely original story from him and... How how many movies can that be said for now? That, that, yeah, that's what I was saying before, too, which was, like, most of his stuff, it's original work. And it's extremely refreshing, and the fact that he does, like, practical effects mm -hmm. and, like, all this other stuff, I think it's something that we need much more of. That's and true. I wish we had more of, but it seems like lately we're just continuing on the trend of remaking things. Like, they're remaking fucking Clueless, Ugh. which is They're remaking fucking... Shrek, apparently. <laughs> Why are they Shrek? Re they're remaking Shrek. They're not just making another Ugh. Shrek, they're remaking Shrek. Allegedly, they're, like, rebooting yes. the series, allegedly. No, wh literally, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even- I think I stopped after two. I don't even know how many there are. Yeah, I think that I saw the third one, maybe. There's, like, I four or five of them, I think. Oh god! It's like you don't, insane. There's no reason. It's, Clueless is such a '90s movie. You can't remake it. Like when they tried making Heather's into a TV show. Like I didn't watch it, but the whole god. concept behind it is fucking stupid because they're having marginalized groups as the Heather's, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. And like, I, I don't think anybody saw it. It kept getting pulled because of like it was like, oh no, the shooting too soon. It's a school shooting. Oh no, there was another one. Oh, it's still too soon. Like, yeah, talk about black comedy. Holy shit. So yeah. yeah, I think it's better to just shelve that and just. Yeah. I think Ooh. I think that it did premiere in other countries. I don't uh, think that classic. it ever premiered here. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can find it online, yeah. but I like the movie. I'll stick with that. Thanks. Same. <laughs> it is so funny too because um, the one Buffy episode back in the day was pulled because of Columbine, and they had to air it later on. And it was like back in that day, there was only one that they had to worry about, <laughs> and they could show that episode later on. And. <laughs> Now it's like, oh, it just keeps fucking happening. Yeah, like, there was that one school that, like, I don't know if they wound up doing this, but it was like, oh, we're going back to class after this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, Jesus Christ. Ugh. I keep wondering if that school, like, the idea was, like, it was a sign of strength or something. No, it isn't. <laughs> oh, I don't know. In that movie, Eighth Grade, which is brilliant, and I strongly recommend it, there's, there's a whole scene of, like, there's several scenes of, like, shooter drills that are just normal for 8th graders now, and being mm -hmm. old as I am, I was, like, stunned. But it's just, it's, just yeah. it's kind of the background of the scene. It's fascinating the way it's just, like, wow. that's just what happened yeah. in schools now, apparently. I yeah. didn't know that. I but. mean, we did drills I when I was in school. Drills. Oh, really? But, uh, really? there were never any school shooter drills when I was in school. 
bomb we, drills we like them. cold war hide under yeah, your desk straight cold, up cold tiny, war like... bomb drills like like it was like more i think it was more like the 1970s thing of like terrorists calling in bombs um, it was like oh there's a bomb we have to leave the school now <laughs> it's like yeah. i mean i went to a weird I, like hippie school so maybe that's probably what it is but yeah my my school like from the time i was in elementary school um we did tornado drills obviously because it was florida and that ah, was a thing yes. so that was like the the cold war type drills where you hide under the desk <laughs> even though that's like not gonna do anything no. um Although all of my schools were made of, like, cinder block and didn't have a lot of windows, which made them look like jails, but made them very safe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We had a gas leak one time where they made us all stand outside in lines and wait for hours, and, like, we weren't allowed to go home. Uh, But we, like, they ended up ending school early and calling all of our parents, and it was just the most bizarre thing. We just had to, like, wait outside because there was a gas leak. And they did do active shooter drills, too, where they had, like, these pieces of paper that they put over the little, like, castle archery window slits that we had in the doors of our classrooms. And they'd have to, like, turn out all the lights and everyone would have to, like, sit quietly. And, you know, it was just like, this is ridiculous because if someone was inside here, they're not going to be like, oh, I wonder where all of the students went on a weekday at school all the the classrooms are dark there must be no one home like yeah i give up never mind it's not gonna fucking fool anyone you know like but yeah we we had them ever since i was in elementary school yeah that's dark which was i started elementary school before columbine so it's weird but (sighs) the guns of the people that were uh fisher's subconscious yeah, yeah his, his, his militarized chain. yeah subconscious yeah, yeah i think that that's a really cool concept i think that is too i feel like in this world where like that is a thing that happens it would completely make sense for the original lead to train themselves to have <laughs> that kind of thing in their subconscious it makes sense man yeah, you know, fucking scary notion though when you really yes. think about it is that the fact that like there are people who can literally hack into your mind and like plant a seed of an idea in your brain and make you do things. That's like really scary actually. Well, yeah. There's there's a throwaway line about how the government developed this the, oh, for I'm like sure. the military. If anyone's going to develop this shit it's mm-hmm. the fucking government. <laughs> I, I this is another thing I didn't appreciate upon my first viewing and viewings in the past was everyone in this world is aware that like dream shit is possible like everyone says like oh inception you can't do that but like no one questions the idea that you can go into someone's brain and mess with their dreams yeah it's like how does this happen everyone just knows this it's just fine and then which it doesn't make any sense when you think about how he is not allowed to go back to america because they think that he killed his wife because wouldn't he have just been able to say you know, she thought, like, yeah. I know that she supposedly went to all the therapists and it was yeah, but that, that's insane. not a red flag at all, by the way, <laughs> that she did that in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's making that, it sound like he sounds totally crazy for saying, like, she thought she was in a dream, blah, blah, blah. But apparently that yeah. is common knowledge. Well, I mean, the thing so, is, though, yeah, because right. doesn't Arthur point out that it, 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 like, it's not supposed to be possible to go down that deep? Yeah, so that's not possible. Out? So and, like, that might be why. It, it seems Maybe. that everyone knows about extraction, but the other stuff is more, you know, Inception's harder, yeah. 
and like <laughs> the fact that they were down so deep and the fact they were able to get out of there in the first place is supposed to be impossible to do yeah so that yeah. might be why but i don't know it might be one of those things where like i i feel like with what happened with that was everything happened so fast especially because he wasn't able to say goodbye to his children or any of that mm-hmm, every he's like true. you got to get out of the country like right now you're literally going to jail like right this second so he just like left <laughs> yeah that's kind of weird too and i i do also resent that despite being climb uh, proclaimed sane they think that you know suicide is not an option and i'm like would we really categorize suicidal people as insane no we wouldn't no. and no, like i think she could have gone to a therapist and like oh she doesn't have depression doesn't have this but the thing is suicide is an extremely impulsive act mm. and yeah like, it's not, I mean, it's, it sometimes is, um, there's always, like, there's not always signs. There's often signs, but there's not yeah, always exactly. signs. So it's completely believable that someone would just kill themselves, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know. Especially, because, like, just... the thing is, if they were in that dream space for long enough, I don't know how long it translated to in real world time, but if they were down there for, like, the deepest level for 50 years, like, what does that translate to as in our like time wise for us is the whole thing if they were asleep for long enough people could be like yeah they really were down there for that long and it really did mess her up and i don't know it's just well the third layer of the dream in for fisher's dream was supposedly going to be 10 years yeah right so multiply that out by five and they were supposed to only be asleep for maybe an hour so maybe it was just like a really long afternoon nap yeah because they're yeah, laying on the floor Five and it's naps. very we've all had those yeah <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. True. The, the, it's like twilight wherever they wake up and the you know the sun is setting it's coming in the windows like that like th- i really loved that scene in particular because i feel like we've all had that waking up from a nap and the sun is setting and like the whole room is golden you yeah. know and you're like kind of disoriented again it's, it's like the oh, time God, doesn't... what am i gonna do now it's been like an hour but you're like is it Am I dead? What year is it? Yeah. Like, you're just all thrown <laughs> off. It's, yeah. yeah. I always wake up, like, hungry and angry and my neck hurts <laughs> and I'm thirsty. Yeah, I always wake up from naps with a giant headache, no matter what. Yeah. I think that that might have something to do with, supposedly, um, when we sleep, that's when our spinal fluid gets cleansed or something really? of that nature. Hmm. So maybe that has something to do I with it. I always thought it had know. to do with, like, the REM cycle, and I would always just be waking up in the middle of a REM cycle, and that's why, <laughs> I, think, that's why yeah, I thought that, it was. That could be, too, because your your eyes are going spazzy and stuff, and they don't have a time to relax afterwards. Yeah. I just wake up, and I'm mad at myself for not taking my contacts out, and I'm like, oh, no, my eyeballs. Ooh. Damn yep, that, too. Stick together or something, I don't know. That's the worst feeling. So, uh, further to the thing about uh, Fisher's, like, brain police, I'm gonna argue that Killian Murphy is the best performance in this movie. I think everyone's good, but I think he, like, I find him to be, he really finds some depth there, and... He's the one, his character had the most to work with because they're going into his own mind, I feel like. But there's also enough of a mystery there, where it's like the thing with the pinwheel... And, like, all that other stuff in the dream that he was able to play with as an actor. And the scene at the, at the, in the third level when he, like, breaks down when Mm -hmm. he sees that, I thought that was really moving, honestly. Even though his character is a giant dick, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, well, there's a reason. (laughs) Well, is his character that much of a dick, though? I mean, you kind of see him being, like, 
you know, withdrawn within himself on the airplane, and... Well, not even that, just, like, I, I just because I assume every rich right man is an asshole, so, <laughs> Well, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's you know what, that's fine. view of things coloring That's totally it, but... fine. <laughs> I feel like he was sympathetic from the beginning, though, because he's like, oh, I put this, this picture here, and he hasn't even noticed. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that made him more sympathetic, and I, like I did like tear up a little bit at the end with the pinwheel and his little face yeah. like crumples uh, on seeing it. Yeah. It's a great face was... that Christopher Nolan loves very much and frames <laughs> yeah. in every movie like lovingly and puts a bag over his head for half of it because it's distracting. We all love Killian Murphy's face. I mentioned I'm on the pod before he's a beautiful, beautiful man. Yeah, he's like too beautiful, honestly. <laughs> And once again, I forgot that his name was pronounced Killian and not Cillian. It's so Irish. I'm glad that I didn't say it first. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, he 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 turned an incredible performance in this movie. I think everyone's like decent to good. I mean, I think yeah, it's more yeah, of a yeah. story movie than like an actor's movie, but he stands out to me. Yeah, no one's yeah. bad in this movie. Fortunately, no, that would really be a problem. That would be a problem. I would argue Ooh. that the worst performance might be Leonardo DiCaprio. Weirdly but, enough, yeah, right. because he was the only person who was considered for the role of Cobb, actually. Huh. Apparently. Interesting. Yeah. I, like, I kind of forgot how his voice sounded and how much I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we get some Leo hate. We're getting some Leo hate on the pod. <laughs> it's a good thing like, you won I've his never... Oscar already. People will be coming for you. <laughs> Did he win for the right movie? Well, he won for The Revenant, yeah. Yeah, but mm, that wouldn't have been my <laughs> not pick, the right but... movie. No. Well, they were like, "Well, we got to give it to him because no yeah, it was one of those." Like... <laughs> <laughs> the internet won't shut up. It's so annoying. Wasn't Tom Hardy in The Revenant too? He was. That was his first nomination. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't do really much for me, and neither does Brad Pitt. The only <laughs> movie that I really liked Brad Pitt in was Fight Club. He was pretty good. Yes, at that, yeah, but... good choice. I feel like Brad Pitt is a bit underrated as an actor. Maybe less so now yeah. that he's gotten older. Um, I, th- I think I think that he's a better actor than, like, I think that he's better at acting than at being the hunk that oh, everyone absolutely. claimed he <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back in the day when everyone was like, oh, he's the pretty boy. It's like, eh. yeah. <laughs> I think I think Leonardo DiCaprio, I feel like he is good. I feel like his acting style isn't suited to every single movie that he's in. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Also, I was watching Ellen Page this entire movie, like, (laughs) focusing on her, and thinking to myself, have her and Linda Cardellini ever played, like, siblings or, like, some sort of relation in the movie? And it's very funny you say that, too, because Bonner... Uh, she has a great Ellen Page impersonation, and she's also compared... <laughs> she does. Yeah, and she also is compared to uh, the other... Like, I'm not going to pronounce the name. Uh, she's compared the to the looks-wise a lot. So that's, yeah. that's interesting that you said that. I can totally see that, yeah. I don't think they've been in anything together, and that is really a shame. I think you're right. Yeah. I would watch that. I think I mentioned this on the Ocean's Eleven episode, where I had uh, Anna Ferris and Kristen Bell as the twin sisters in my oh, yeah. gender bent oh, version yeah. of it. They, they, I, I would love to see those two play off each other. And they look enough alike they could play sisters, in my opinion. <laughs> I buy that. Yeah. I like it. I thought you were going to say how people compare you to Shisha Ronan. They, nice. they do. And, yeah, I can't, I can't do an Irish accent. Otherwise, <laughs> I would be in my one friend's show. 
I was gonna say I was watching a video about how shitty um, the Lovely Bones was <laughs> the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Jackie!" And like, she literally young... looks exactly like me in that movie. It's so yeah, weird. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I can really see it, but just because her hair is like a different color now, you know." Yeah. Because um, she's blonde but in now, that movie. so she looks different. But in that movie with the brown hair, she looks just like me. I remember too, uh, back when that movie came out, Facebook had that whole meme it's like post your doppelganger as your profile picture and i posted her and then one of my friends commented i don't know who that is but that's you yeah <laughs> <laughs> god the lovely bones you just reminded me of how yeah. heartbreakingly bad that was but she's good in it so so it's okay. yeah it sucks because the book is really good it's yeah opinion. it's it, it i mean everyone involved yeah. is pretty good it just somehow and, and stanley tucci in that movie also is very he's very good, fucking yeah. frightening and he's like <laughs> oh another thing when i watched that video i didn't remember that um rose Mc, mciver oh yeah Mc, mcavere however you say it the girl from i zombie is uh suzy salmon's sister oh, and yeah. that which is so weird yeah, that's right <laughs> anyways sorry that we're getting so off topic that's, right. that's the fun of it <laughs> It is very funny that we can't agree on how to pronounce Fisher's father's name. Half the cast says the British Morris, and then everyone else says the American Maurice, and nobody corrects it. I'm like, shouldn't a <laughs> yeah. script supervisor have noticed this? But I don't know, made me Oh laugh. my gosh. That sort of thing makes me so mad, because they do that in Star Wars all the time, too. People call Han <laughs> Han, and Leia <laughs> Leah, and it, it makes me so mad. That is true. And it's not even, like, the difference between British and American accents, because um, Lando calls Han Han, but oh, then yeah. he sometimes calls him Han. It's so weird. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no, come on, people. Continuity. It's, that's yeah, somebody's it just doesn't, job, you it, know? So. Like, even if it is an accent, like, there's a proper way to pronounce someone's name. You know what I mean? Especially, and he's, like, this character's famous to some degree, and he's, like, this, you know, this rich figure, so... You'd think we'd be yeah. agreed on that, but uh, nope. no, just a little nitpick I put in my list of nitpicks. Cause that's I think I that's a very good nitpick, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it's valid. It wasn't one of the many goofs that Amazon told me about, but I picked up on it. So, you know. Man, Amazon really had it out for this movie. <laughs> they were like, continuity, her hair was different. And I was like, guys. Oh my gosh. Come on. I'm sure that's there's plenty the of trivia thing. you could give me about shit. these fascinating scenes. Unless yeah. something is like so jarring in that respect where someone's hair looks completely different from one shot to the next you don't need to take such fucking note of it it's hard making movies man it's really (laughs) hard and like sometimes the best take doesn't have the same continuity as the other takes but you gotta use the best one i'm sorry yeah this is my stance on this I agree. It's like, oh no, that blood fleck is in the slightly wrong place on her shirt. It's like, like just who watch the goddamn cares? movie, you fucking nerd. Just shut up. <laughs> Remember when Neil deGrasse Tyson nitpicked the stars above oh, them in yeah. Titanic? And James Cameron went back and fixed it because he's <laughs> oh my just as pedantic the as petty Neil. Levels. Oh my god. I love it. <laughs> he's like, the star field and the northern Atlantic. Be-? And then he fixed it. And I just, ugh, it just gave me so much life. Oh. Or like when people are like, why did the why does the 
explosions and Star Wars make noise, <laughs> but then in the one scene in The Last Jedi, everything went silent. They just decided to actually be scientifically accurate for that scene. It's like, no, it is a space opera, first of fucking all. That scene is awesome. It's not science fiction. Yeah, it's called good sound design for dramatic effect, and because, like, the pew-pew-pew sounds <laughs> just sound cooler and the rest of the movie is so live with it. You know you love it. Which apparently Laura Dern couldn't stop doing out loud. She, I love, I that. love that. She's too. so cute. Oh, I, <laughs> I love Laura Dern. She's the best. Oh, that's so good. That's see, that's the kind of fun trivia I want on my screen. I don't want to hear about yeah, you not know, like oh, someone's cup is slightly more to the right than it was in the <laughs> last shot. Like, shut yeah. up, man. These are the kind of people who like the the kind of people who who notice and point out and feel superior over shit like that are the same kind of people who love hard sci-fi. Okay. <laughs> It's the exact same kind of douchebag. Okay, they're also the same kind of people that in their own work obviously screw up because everyone screws up sometimes. And they're the type of people that will do anything to try to shift the blame onto someone else. Or they get so hung up on the details, their work isn't good. (laughs) And no one's reading it, and it's for a reason. And it's because you suck, Brian. So... (laughs) I don't know why not. took a very specific turn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you you could also potentially make the argument that continuity errors, at least in the dream sequences, don't matter because it's a dream. That's true. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. It feels normal. There you go. Only later do you realize something was actually strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that take. Thank you. I just thought of it right now. <laughs> That's such a like good pass off to like directors that have movies like this where things are like happening in unreality it's like well that doesn't have to make sense because nothing makes sense in this world (laughs) what are you gonna do now (laughs) yeah (laughs) you could definitely use that as a cheat to extreme degrees but uh this movie it's mostly a pretty meticulous movie but it is it is there is a lot of attention to detail paid in this film yeah it's so funny too because um the the third layer with the snow yes i feel like no one ever really talks about or like gifts that or anything <laughs> i don't think that i'd seen anything of yeah, that layer of the honestly, dream that whole sequence in the beginning where they're chasing them down there it's kind of hard to follow where they are and what's going on that is one criticism i have about it like the whole, that whole area is supposed to be its own maze apparently when they're like going down the mountain and all that stuff it's supposed to be mm-hmm. a maze in itself, but you don't know where anything is in relation to anything else. Which is also a criticism I remember I had of the Dark Knight of a couple of scenes there, too. So I do think that is a bit of a weakness that Nolan has in regards to action scenes. Yeah, yeah. I think we did talk about that. It doesn't really... Everything kind of gets blurred. Yeah, everything looks the same what. is the whole thing. It's all, yeah. oh, it's white snow. Cool. I, I do have that note. Yeah. I, I called it a ski resort, which I don't think is correct. But uh, the, the, the snow <laughs> stuff, yeah, that because we're cutting back and forth between that and then Arthur in the hotel that's like spinning, which is a cool effect. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's a great stunt. Yeah. But story wise, we're just kind of shooting at these guys. And it's it that part of the act does slow down a little. I was I confess I was checking my phone during the I mean, yeah, that is the part of the movie. Not the first time, but last the- night. One of the few parts in the movie you can space out and not pay attention to. <laughs> it just, it does get yeah. a little, like, the tension's supposed to be building, but it does get a little redundant because they're just shooting these snow people, and it's, it's you know, it's not until he gets killed and then he kills Mal, like, until Ariadne kind of kicks the plot back into motion, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. It does, <laughs> yeah, slows down for a little bit there, but, uh, and all the while the van is slowly falling, falling. Yeah. 
I thought the um, the way they edited that was really well done because it's not, oh, by the way, boom, boom, boom. It's like, it's just kind of like casual mind you, hey, this is also going on. It feels organic within like uh, the rhythm of the scene to go back up through the levels and then go back down and then kind of jump around a little bit to remind you of what's going on in the other levels as well and like how everything is in slow motion in the first level to kind of remind you like hey this is going slower here yeah and then it's going faster down here i thought that was really well yeah. done and i kind of like the, mon- I- the mundanity of of arthur he's trying to get all those guys in the elevator so he's literally just like yeah it's like uh, you gotta wrangle everyone together, up you like, gotta time together <laughs> and then next to this like chaotic shootout and then he's like eh, be pushing yeah like it, it's an interestingly structured scene but plot wise it doesn't nothing's moving along of the yeah. second level because it does seem like it would take quite a while for him to do all that stuff i do think that it's interesting that um that they have to have the kicks in each level right but like several times in several of the levels car accidents happen yes and they're like tumbling around and they're somehow not waking up but then when they like hit the water or you know they're they're plummeting in the elevator and that hasn't done anything until everything blows up. It's just funny, like, which thing is actually the one that's going to wake them up. Like, how did they know for sure, like, oh, this thing is going to wake you up, but this thing's not. Yeah. Like, the train fucking hitting <laughs> their car, would you not think that that would, you know, wake them up? But I don't know. I guess it has to be on the outside level or whatever, but I don't know. I, it's, it does it's seem a bit unpredictable in that sense. That is, like, one thing... I think I would be worried about if I was, like, running one of these is, like, something unexpected happening and kicking someone out of the dream much earlier than you expected. That's yeah. definitely a wild card kind of situation. Yeah. The the hand wave of the, the sedative that they've been given, like, it's it's very, it's just deep enough and it won't wake you up at the wrong time, but also if you go yeah. too, you know, if you get killed in the dream, you, you go down a lot. So it's just, just that hand wave of, like, he's just a really good chemist. You just have to trust that. It's very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much like Fisher's quote training that we don't really see. It's just like, no, he's had training. What, what would that look yeah. like? That's a whole other movie. But yeah. again, we yeah. don't have time. But just, you know, I, mean, it is that, kind of I feel like that part isn't really that important. And the important thing is that he it happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they have to deal with it like right this now. This is the world we're in. Everybody knows about dream shit. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of story to and, get through. It's super plausible that all the rich people would have, you know, bunkers and dream training oh, totally. and, you know, they're always the ones in the know. They would have to, I feel like, especially if the CEO or leader of a defense corporation yeah. or something like that, you got, you got the secrets, That's you know, it, you, you need that. He does have that, like, hilariously blasé reaction when he thinks he's being kidnapped. He's like, ah, oh, great. <laughs> I'm insured up to $10 million, whatever, like, <laughs> yeah it's just like that, that is... rich guy life like and it's also such a dream thing too because you just like accept things that are happening a lot of the times in your yeah. dreams like oh we're here now okay if that's makes sense sure yeah you don't yeah. question how you got from a to b and like people turn yeah. into like with the whole like tom hardy turning into tom berenger which you'll forget he's in this movie just mm-hmm. the way people like become other people and you just accept yeah. it and yeah yeah like uh <laughs> i'm bringing this up later you've already heard this like the dream i had last week <laughs> where I was like I was in a blockbuster and like I heard a gunshot and then 
Like, these two dudes in, like, zoot suits came and, like, <laughs> took suits. me to this. I didn't tell you this part. Where he, they came and told me to sign. I was like, listen, I just heard a noise. It could have been anything. I don't know what it was. I, you should just let me go. And then it was Vin Diesel who shot him. And Dream Me, Dream Me doesn't question this. It's like, oh, Vin Diesel's here. And then he, like, he's like, ah, oh, let's not kill her. You know, I'll just, let's like, hold her. her and pinch her arm and erase her memory and send her back in time. And I'm just like, okay, this is happening. <laughs> I think the most shocking part of that is that you found a blockbuster that's working. Yeah. In operation. <laughs> I think there's yeah. one in like I was just trying to find I was just trying to find some DVDs and then all of a sudden <laughs> <sighs> You're actually um Captain Marvel. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm Captain Marvel. Yes. Nice. I have weird dreams all the fucking time and like we'd be here forever if I told them all, but my one the other night was that I dreamt that we were at like the funeral for my older brother. And the entire time I was like, oh, I don't remember ever having a, a brother. Oh, and you don't have a brother. Okay, I didn't no, know I didn't. that, so I was like, holy shit, should I say something right now? I don't no, know if you no, had I, I do not have or... a brother. Oh, okay, then never like, mind. They were, they were acting like I had a brother before my sister, because I do have an older sister. And I was like, why is everyone, what are we doing here? I don't have a brother. And they were like, yeah, you do. And I was like, I can't remember any conversations that I ever had with him. Like, how much older was he? I don't understand. And so then I was accusing them of making up the brother and everything. And I'm sure it's because I was watching Haunting of Hill House. Ah. Um, but it was just like... I was convinced there for a second in the dream that I had an older brother, and then I was like, "Wait, you guys are lying." <laughs> see, you're getting. See, you wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to fool you because you're like, "Wait, this doesn't make sense." I know you're oh, fake, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. You're, you're even very practical in your dreams. It's very I have had. I can lucid dream, and I have had sleep paralysis, and oh, I no. pretty much always know when I'm dreaming, which is the most frustrating thing. I've lucid dreamed of like um. There was a period where I lucid dream, like, all the time. I do way less often now, but, like, what about you, Rose? Do you lucid dream? Probably? Only rarely. I mean, I don't, I guess I don't remember, but only once in a while do I. And then I get mad because I can feel myself wake you up, and I'm like, no, 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 I want to see Yeah, that's always the worst. Something. You're like, but, no, uh... no, I don't want to leave, no, no, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't ever have good dreams. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I never have good dreams, so I when I lucid dream in them, I'm usually like, "All right, time to fucking wake up now." I hate this. Let's get out because yeah. I'm. I always realize like, "Oh, this isn't real." Yeah, that feeling of relief but... when you wake up from a nightmare is so great. It is. Yeah. One lucid dream I had, I realized it was a lucid dream because I was driving a car. That was not why it was a lucid dream. FYI, <laughs> for those who don't know me, I don't know how to drive, but uh, <laughs> I was driving a car in the dream, and I was looking at the truck in front of me and the back of a. Tr- the back of the truck had a mustache and Dreamy was like, wait a second trucks don't have mustaches and I was like, I'm dreaming and then I like woke up I was like, damn it That's hilarious <laughs> I have driving um, dreams a lot and I don't drive either so that's, I'm like, I can probably I've played Mario Kart, I can figure this out it's fine I've and then like usually it is, dreams about driving. It's really weird to me when people say like that they, they, they don't know how which, like, I I know that... I'm sorry, I know. live in New York. Yeah, she lives in yeah, New York like, and she gets away with it. I do, I take the subway. <laughs> <laughs> I, just because, like, I feel like even before I learned to drive, I got the concept, you know? Like, I feel like it's one of those things where if you had to, you'd be fine. Like, I don't really think... You have to learn to be a safe driver, but I don't think that you necessarily have to learn to drive. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what like, my sleeping brain tells me, so I'm just going to assume you're right. 
<laughs> like if you were like I need to get in a getaway car that I have the pedals and the steering wheel and the gear shift like you'd be able to figure it out yeah. so I feel like you know yeah like I know like I could figure out the basics of it in an emergency situation I feel like but yeah. I just uh, I got so much anxiety man also I can't fucking afford a car to begin with so yeah, that was the I point of learning you. how to drive the upkeep is stupid and expensive I don't drive anymore either and it's I am so glad I've driven twice in Seattle and it was terrifying both times, and I hate driving ever since my accident, and I'm so glad that I don't have to do it anymore, and I never want to move somewhere where I have to do it regularly again, so. Yay, living in urban areas. Yes. Yeah. Uh. It would be nice if our public transportation was a little bit better here, but it's, it's also I can still walk to everything. in New York, from what I remember. It's probably raised in price since I lived there, but I'm sure it's Public still, transit? Yeah, but I'm sure it's still less expensive than uh, the MTA. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of public transportation, the train scene. <laughs> <laughs> where... Welcome back to Buscast, where we're uh, <laughs> talking about buses and trains. And, <laughs> you know, trains coming through the middle of a. I was I bitchily tweeted about the MTA the other day, and they responded. They were like, "We would like to help you get to your destination." I'm like, "I'm no, already home." One of you fucking liars. Fuck anyway. you, I'm already home. I oh my god. Absolutely hate corporations with Twitters and you can't fucking talk shit about anybody on Twitter without them finding <laughs> no. you even if you don't at them or anything yeah. they you find add, you like, the stars to like the name and yeah. stuff right. them out so they can't like, like search term themselves yeah literally the time that I was like FedEx delivered a package to me and there was blood on it like dried blood what on it fuck? and they they replied to me and were like DM us with your details so that we can try to help you out so I DM'd them with the details and they were like yeah, sorry, we wouldn't be able to find out where it happened in the process. They only had me DM them, so it looked like they did something. But, like, obviously I was like, I know that you're not going to be able to do anything. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? Like, hopefully I didn't touch it when I grabbed the package, you know? That is chilling, I must say. I was like, oh, maybe it's chocolate, and Chris (laughs) is like, put peroxide on it and see if it dissolves. Oh, And it dissolved. That's that's some some Sherlock shit. I wouldn't, I just would have been like, yay, chocolate, and just left it at that, so... Smart. Yeah, no, I was like, it's the wrong color. Oh, I want it to be chocolate, but I don't think it is. <laughs> oh, no, that's gross. <laughs> so the scene where they, uh, in the last level, where they kill themselves by having the train run yes. over them. Did yeah. that feel extremely extra to you guys, or was that extremely just- <laughs> There are extra. way less dramatic ways to do it, people. Super but, extra. Uh, you know, we had to have that train. Yeah, and also, like, where did they get it... this train story from? Yeah, like, really. Yeah. What is the origin of this story? I've never heard this before. Like, that part's not really explained. Like, they repeat that story several times throughout the film, and then oh, it's finally they, they, revealed that that's what the or like. It's like, oh, you're waiting for a train, a train yes. that will take you far away, but blah, 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 we'll be together, blah blah blah. It's like, first of all, what does that even mean? <laughs> she, she calls it a riddle, which it's not. It's not There's a riddle. Yeah, it's, it's, not a riddle. A, it's just the thing. It's, it's just, just like thing you said. I don't. <laughs> it's like a, it's a, a, a a wall quote that you buy at Pier One, like exactly. the live, laugh, love <laughs> thingies. It's like an emo version of that. And then, of course, we see the, you know the train in the towards the beginning that comes plowing through the scene, and that's his, you know, Cobb's whole damage. But yeah, where that came from is is yeah. not quite explained. The origin. I I feel like it's just obviously it was just something made up just for this film. It's not something that already exists. At least I would think it is isn't. oh i'm sure because i've never heard it in my <laughs> life um but yeah, even just taken on its own i mean in the context of the film it feels significant 
but like just taken as a thing by itself it's like what even is this like what if your significant other like just told you this one day you're like oh here's like a cool thing i came up with it's like all right (laughs) i'd be waiting for the riddle part i'd be like are you asking me how fast the train is going to town the train's leaving the station at 75 miles an hour how long till it runs you and me over so we can go back to the real world maths wasn't my strong suit either so i don't know i have been listening to a podcast called hey riddle riddle and a lot of the riddles that they find from these books and stuff like that they'll read them and they're like this isn't even a fucking riddle this is just a story that they've put a bunch of extraneous details into and then you have to like do some really stupid circle jerky (laughs) fake logic to get to the answer they want you to get to like a lot of the time it's not like a oh, this is a logic puzzle, and this actually makes sense because they said it this way. It's just like a, they said something and, der- like, actually lied to you within the riddle. Yeah, that's not <laughs> fair. <laughs> that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, how am so I supposed I, to know you're lying to me? That's not That's not what I fucking sign up for, man. That's not the terms of the agreement. <laughs> exactly. They may or may not be based in, you know, reality or anything. <laughs> I always wonder about those types of facts that are like, um, well, actually, Seattle sells more sunglasses than any other city in the world, and it's like, how can you possibly well, know that? Like, you got the inventory from every single, like, store in all of America, and then cross-referenced it, like... It's part of the census now, Lita. They ask you how many sunglasses you bought in the past year, didn't you know? Yes, yeah. in addition to all the, like, racist questions they're adding, they're also asking about sunglasses. Get ready oh, for God. 2020! It'll be fun! <laughs> yep. Ugh. Jesus. I pictured like me wearing sunglasses doing like the finger guns. It's like <laughs> I've done that. It's racism, babe. Yep. Segwaying off of that, not segwaying, pivoting off of it, turning in the opposite direction and going back toward the movie and away from the train that was coming. Uh I just feel like we haven't mentioned Isato, um, Ken Watanabe and I enjoyed him, yes. and I was really scared that he was going to be old the entire time, like in the yes. beginning of the movie, and I was like, no! That is a chilling moment. <laughs> but yeah, he's great. I really liked him. He was. He was delightful. It's like, I bought the airline. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed neater. That was a good, that was a good moment. <laughs> he apparently wrote him that role because he's only in uh, Batman Begins for a very brief time, and he wanted to give him oh, yeah, that's more right. to do. Yeah. He was in Godzilla. Oh, yes. And it, one of the better parts of Godzilla. It gave us that very useful let them fight gif. That I use when yes. stupid celebrities are fighting with each other. Because it's yes. funny. That was like the most epic part of the trailer and the yes. movie, besides Godzilla just like screaming a sonic yes. beam down the other monster's throat. <laughs> that was amazing. That was good. As I recall, I, I, the movie, I, my audience was not thrilled with that movie as it went on, but that got this huge like burst of applause and cheering. Yeah, so yeah. Cool. I wish that the whole movie had been. Yeah, there. really. There was a lot of talking. <laughs> Too much talking, yeah. not enough atomic breath, but, you know, in general, yeah. I was... I think that we can get to final thoughts. Lita, what were your... What was your overall takeaway from this movie? Did you like it? I liked it. I liked it better than um, the other Nolan movies I've seen, because, as you know, I'm a terrible person and didn't really like The Dark Knight. <laughs> um, <laughs> Same. Uh, I mean, I don't think that it's a movie that I'd probably watch too much again like i've seen it now and i'm like oh that was that was neat but it's not something where i was like oh that left a a lasting impact on me to where i'll need to watch it again but i can't say that for many movies lately anyway so that's okay 
Um, I liked the practical effects. I liked Ellen Page a lot. I liked the layers, I guess, of, of all the dreams. I liked just, I liked that it wasn't complex for the sake of complexity. Like, yeah. it was much easier to follow than the impression that I got from everyone else I'd seen talk about the movie. Yeah. Like, I think that it was a good level of complexity that you could follow that wasn't just, let's see how fucking complicated we could make it, you know. It's well thought yeah, out. I, it yeah. is. And I feel like the people who got confused while watching this movie just, like, straight up weren't paying attention anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of I that. I think is really what it was, because it's not, like, I feel like a lot of Nolan movies, they are, like, they do require, like, your full attention while you're watching them. Yeah. And for some people, that's, like, too much. Uh, I also, obviously, I like this movie. I've seen it, like, a bunch of times. I feel like it's one of those movies where it's simultaneously something that, like, you can just... Once you've seen it, at least, and you know what happens, you can just kind of, like, have it on the background, and it's just kind of, like, this fun thing. But it's also, like, intelligent and original and creative. So I feel like that's an uh, interesting thing. I feel like that a lot about a lot of Nolan movies, though, honestly. Like, after you see it the first time... It's kind of like, oh, that was, like, a fun thing, but it was also, like, smart, but not in an off-putting kind of way, where it's like, oh, look at us, and we're so... <laughs> it is a little pretentious, to be fair, a little pretentious, but not overly so. Yeah. I feel like he strikes a good balance most of the time. Not yeah. all the time, but most of the time. What about you, Rose? I, I mean, in 2010, it was my number four of the year. I looked this up on my list, because I make lists <laughs> like a weirdo. And yet I haven't rewatched it in many years, so I don't know. I, I mean, I think I think you're in, it's, it has surprising rewatch value. You can put it on in the background if you're familiar with it and be like, oh yeah, the truck scene. and then, then, then. But uh, as for watching it all the way through, you know, with focus, that that's harder to do multiple times, I think, because it is so dense and there is so much exposition. Yeah. But what were your top three that year? Um, I know my number one was Black Swan, which I adore. I, yes. I still stand by that. I love that movie. That was my shit. I saw that shit four oh, times in theaters. So <laughs> um, I forget which was two and three, but uh, Toy Story three and The Social Network. And I wanted Social Network to win Best Picture, even though Black Swan was my personal favorite. So of course, The yeah. King's Speech won. Black Swan did not deserve it. <laughs> no, it didn't. 2000, 2009 was was it 2009 2010? That was like a really big I mean, it was the the was movies of 2010. So yes, yeah, so it was quite a good year. Yeah. And there was all these like groundbreaking films. So of course, The King's Speech wins, which is the most like of basic <laughs> The mo yeah, yeah, literally the most basic fucking movie I mean, it's, in the world. Whatever, it's good. It's just like it was such a boring ass choice, and I was like, oh, it was. But uh, anyway, so I mean, I, th I think at the time, as many other people were, I was so dazzled by its creativity and the effects and the you know, whoa, dreams have layers. Blah. But uh, you know, if I made my my best of the decade list now, I don't know where it would fall. But I do like it. I think it has it has more comedy than I remember. It's a great cast. <laughs> Killian Murphy with a bag on his head. You can't go wrong. Because that's every Nolan movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, oh man, it's like it's like an anger kind of thing. Like, oh god, he's so beautiful. Put pretty. a fucking bag over I his think head. Fucking like asshole. <laughs> he's like the, the fight club thing of, oh, I wanted to destroy something beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm glad yeah. you watched it. I'm yeah. glad you joined us for this, oh, Rose. Oh, thank nice you. you on. This is very exciting. Yeah. My first official podcast ever 
Oh, official. official, yeah. Uh, I may or may not have appeared on ones without being invited. That's a whole other thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the whole Gilmore Guys story. But, uh, anyway. I... Oh, my gosh. What? Did you have a... Were you in one of their live shows? Uh, I guess... I guess I should tell this ridiculous. Story. I'll I'll out myself now. Um, it was at the uh, the New York live show with Mara Wilson. I, I was the thank God for Lost Girl. <laughs> they asked if anyone had ever. They were talking about the the Television Without Pity. Remember Television Without Pity? That stupid website yeah. full of mean people that they did recaps or whatever and they and they would read quotes from it on that podcast and they asked oh have you ever read any of yours and completely without thinking i said yes and then it just turned into this whole scene and they read my 16 year old comment in front of thousands of people i remember that because i remember that episode with mara wilson that's amazing that that was you that's so cool and i was getting messages on like Twitter and everything for months being like, I just listened to the, is that you? Yes, it's me. It's still me. That's so funny. So uh, that was my first official, like non-official appearance on a podcast. (laughs) But this was actually sanctioned. So I appreciate it very much. Yeah, we asked to be on it. (laughs) Oh God, I'll never forget that. It was We'll get that Gilmore Guys connection. Uh, Great show. Get Demi to hook us up and then we'll finally be popular. Uh, he's like too famous now. Like he, the, the people he, are, have you listened to uh, Punch Up the Jam? Sorry to plug yeah. another podcast on your podcast, but it, whatever. No, no, it's Inception. It's fine. It's fine. I'm Incepting your, your <laughs> podcast. Yes, his new one is very good and it's very funny and he's getting like big names to come on and he's just going to be too famous yeah. for us now and it's just. Anyway, <laughs> Inception. Don't fall asleep on a plane because somebody might go into your head. That's the message of the movie. I can't sleep on planes, so it's fine. I can never fall asleep on planes anyways, because I always wake up a thirsty lizard. Same. I can't sleep it's, sitting up. I can't it's sleep hard. Up. I can't do it. Possibly because these people were in, like, fancy first class, well, and I've never done Well, also, they were given sedatives, so I feel like that probably helped a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, been our podcast. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at YWT Podcast, uh, and please rate and review us on iTunes, because we love you. <laughs> Or we will plant the idea in your head and make you do it. So, <laughs> yeah. Hope we'll that just, you haven't yeah. militarized we'll your subconscious. We'll assemble a team. Yeah. yeah. Just be prepared. Expect us <laughs> when you least expect us. Yes. I like um, that. Uh, so, yeah, I've been Jackie. I've been Lita. And I'm Rose. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is why haven't you watched that? <laughs>